guys, this is Jimmy over at the Disney Nerds Podcast, and I just wanted to take a minute to talk to you about DVC Resale Market, a world of DVC company. DVC Resale Market is the leader in the DVC resale industry, with 13 former Disney Vacation Club guides and three former Disney Vacation Club quality assurance managers. If you're thinking of buying DVC, browse the largest selection of DVC resale listings anywhere with DVC experts on hand seven days a week to answer any of your questions. If you're thinking of selling, turn to the friendly professionals at DVC Resale Market, where over 98% of listings sell within 30 days. Go to dvcresalemarket.com or call 1-844-382-7767. Let them know that the Disney Nerds Podcast sent you. Welcome to the splendor, the spectacle, the sparkling sensation, where the romance, the comedy, and the thrill of Disney fantasies come to electric life. And as our friend Jiminy said, welcome. Welcome to the Disney Nerds Podcast, a place each week where like-minded people get together to discuss all things Disney. We'll help you get your Disney fix on. Here we go. A Magic Kingdom proudly presents, in a million points of musical light, the magical worlds of Disney. Hello and welcome to show number 511 of the Disney Nerds Podcast. Hey guys, how's it going? And welcome back to the show. On this week's show, it's all about Happy New Year and the year that was 2023. We're here for our annual year in review show. And to help me out, we have some of our co-hosts. Hey Morgan, how's it going? Hey guys, I, I just started writing 2024. And now we got to talk about 2023. My math is getting all confused. <laughs> I know, it's the trials we go through. Uh, we also have Melissa with us. Hey, Melissa. Hey, everyone. Happy New Year. I know, right? It is a new, brand new year, and we're all getting used to it already. And we also have Jimmy. Hey, Jimmy. What is happening? Glad to be here. Thanks uh, thanks for hosting, Ed, and Happy New Year to everybody. Um, believe it or not, as much grief as I give Ed about his age, this is uh, 2024. will be my last full year in my 40s. <laughs> You're an old man. <laughs> um, okay, guys. So what we're here tonight to talk about is the year in review that was 2023. A lot of different things happened to the parks and to the Disney company itself. And we're going to talk about some of them tonight. Now, before we get too deep, there was so much that happened. We might not cover everything. But that's why we have the email addresses. So definitely get in touch with us and let us know what we missed. So to begin with, what we're going to talk about are the different events that the Disney World parks have. Um, guys, as we went through the season, we had the normal events. Um, did you guys have any favorites over the course of the year? My favorite was the brand new Hollywood Studios Jolly Time event. Uh, I really enjoyed it. I know it got some negative press and uh, apparently the subsequent events because uh, we were there opening night um, improved they got their uh, into their stride and um, would love to go back I, I really enjoyed the decorations the food the atmosphere just really having the park to yourself we got through a lot of rides I didn't know I mean we were we were all there the three of us were me you and Morgan were all there and I didn't realize how bad it was so I saw the reviews afterwards Mm -hmm. oh, that's like because I really enjoyed it. I thought it was great. I like. I didn't. Uh, I, I really had a good time. I thought this is pretty good value for the money. I, I probably would have done it again, but I heard the same thing. Um, a lot of negative stuff coming out after the first night. But like you, I mean, also then after that, I've heard that they they went in and fixed a bunch of stuff, which is good. It's just interesting though. They put on enough of these events that you think. I mean, it was the first Jollywood nights, but they do events all the time. So you think they would, they would, they wouldn't have to go through these growing pains. Well, I mean, also you got to think, you got to think like you and Melissa both said like you guys did rides. So I think it depends on how you spend, like as an individual, you spend your time for these after hour events. Um, if you go to Jollywood nights or not so merry or the Halloween party or whatever, and you focus on the rides, then yes, you're going to get your money's worth. But if you try to do like party specific stuff, 
um, which is kind of my way of going into the, the after hours events. I want to do what's party specific. I can only do that night because I'm at that party. Um, it, I can see where the, the reviews came a little negative. Um, if you compare Jollywood to Very Merry, you don't get as much for your money as far as party specific stuff. Um, like you get the hot chocolate and the cookies and stuff like that at Very Merry. There was no free snackage at Jollywood. So I can see kind of where they're going. They were going with that. Um, but I would totally go again. Um, you know, just like Melissa said, you know, they're going to learn from their mistakes. And it sounds like they have learned from their mistakes. And I totally give it a shot again. And I even dressed up, which, I mean, I am not a dress person. And granted, I didn't wear a dress. I wore a nice little cute little jumpsuit. But still, I even dressed up for the event. So I was into it. You know, when we did the review on it, it sounded like it was a food and wine event at Hollywood Studios at night because they had so many new food area and kiosks. Did you guys, when you were there, kind of experience that at all? I know Jimmy was on the rides, but. Well, I my big my only complaint was that because it was opening night, it was heavily populated by influencers and we're, you know, wanting to get content, taking pictures. And so like, I literally got ran over by cameras three or four times. Okay. So that was, it wasn't great experience from that point. You can edit that out part, Ed. but like from the point of trying to get to the food, I was able to enjoy the food. I love the food and I would agree it, mm -hmm. it was a much more adult and specific millennial focused event versus very merry, is going to be your kid friendly, family friendly, you know, traditional Christmas celebration. I think Christmas around the world or holidays around the world at Epcot is a little bit of a blend, maybe te teens and tweens and stuff. Jollywood really felt geared towards adults, yeah. um, heavy on the alcohol, heavy on the um, sort of avant-garde food scene. And then even the characters that they brought back were from, you know, the early 2000s and 90s. And I feel like very appropriate. We also do want to clarify that, like, Disney considers us media. So we're not like trying to bash anybody. But this is now the world that we live in on a first night event. Well, some people just, some people are like, it should it should yeah. have been a free event to them and closed off to them and and because of many of them got in for free and they just they took it over it was too many and i paid i paid money to go and i was not able to experience the things that i wanted so i want to go back because i think it has a lot of potential but i would never go back on opening night right. if if the media is going to be there as well this might have to be a new warning from the disney nerds because when sam and i were there for the opening day of the food and wine 2023 it was all influencers every place we went where they had seats and tables there was only people there exploring the new foods and the new drinks and taking photographs and videos and recording themselves and such like that the warning from the Disney nerds from now on might have to be go to the second day of these events, go to the second of the nighttime events or don't hit the opening day unless you really do want to mess with the influence because Disney does have days for people they invite to come in and do their thing, but they don't have enough room to have all of these influencers. And there's literally hundreds that but, but also everywhere. not every influencer is getting invited by disney i feel like we do need to clarify that oh no a lot of them are paying a ticket to yeah, go yeah, get yeah. contract mm -hmm. and they can pay a ticket and they can do what they want to do so that's nothing you can really restrict you just have to on your own decide maybe you want, don't want to go to that first event go to the second event well it's unfortunate because i mean you know we've been to media events before and we know a lot of people uh that, that do what we do and have gone to media events and all the ones that I know are very respectful and conscious of what's going on around them and the guests that are around them, but not all of them. And, and I would, and I would say those people, those people are, are more media than influencer. The media people tend to be more probably respectful 
than the than the than the the Instagram influencers and that stuff. Yeah. The, those and it's not. It's I mean it's a broad brush, but it's probably true. Uh, so some of them just aren't as respectful as others. Uh, going back to the party, I you know I did get some of the food. I went into the Starbucks and I got the they had a gingerbread cookie that was party specific, and I got a coffee, a peppermint latte that was party specific. Uh, and then one other thing, like it was uh, spring rolls or something. Uh, but I would also say one of the things they failed miserably on was uh, having merchandise yes, for the party. I was going to bring that up. Um, I'm because I'm a big merchandise person. So right after, like me, I was with my parents and my friend, and we saw the first show of was it Holidays in Hollywood, which was the one at the stage that they do the Beauty and the Beast. Which, by the way, the shows were awesome. I loved the shows. You know, like, the shows, like, just got you in the Christmas spirit. Um, but the very next thing I did was go and look for the merch. All there was was a t-shirt. Now, granted, yes, I bought the t-shirt. But <laughs> all there was was a t-shirt. Like, I was looking for a pin, a Christmas ornament, something else besides One, just a t-shirt did they have them I mean, you on? did get your cup your your coasters for free at the end and your lanyard <laughs> one of my you know just recently you know we were not too long ago we were decorating our christmas tree and just more recently taking it down and looking at the tree one of my favorite ornaments on our christmas tree is a little uh Christmas light bulb and it was the finale of Osborne Spectacle of Lights and I would have liked something like that yes. for the, especially just for the opening night if they would have done like an ornament or something for opening night of Jollywood Nights I think that would would have been really really nice and special yeah I mean 100% agree I don't know why they didn't do an ornament as a merch it's fine that you didn't get to give it to me for free um you know the coasters were the you know in lieu of free cookies and hot chocolate i guess but to not sell an ornament to a holiday party that just seems yeah. like a miss and, yeah definitely and very mary has and, and I'm, I'm not trying i really don't want to compare them because just like you said melissa i feel like they are kind of targeted to different audiences very mary is going to be the more family friendly with the kids where jollywood nights is going to be a little bit more for the grown folks um yeah. but i remember last year um I know Jimmy and Kim went to Very Merry and you guys walked out with a little poster and an ornament. And I think even this year people walked out with like a nutcracker ornament, like they, they walked out with something. And, and I feel like an ornament was, is a little bit kind of nicer for a Christmas party than the coasters. I guess yeah. it must be a difference price wise, perhaps ticket wise. We'll have to investigate this. Well, see, Jollywood's more expensive. Well, that's why we have to like take a look at this more in depth because yeah. what are you actually getting from each of the parties? I guess you'll have to investigate. There was probably more entertainment at Jollywood. I mean, they're paying singers and yeah. people to be there to perform. Where at, you know, uh, the the Magic Kingdom Christmas party, there's characters and stuff, but those are employees. They're not really, those people are on the clock, they're paying them, but it's not the same as hiring a band or multiple musicians to be playing, you know, that they're contracting to play during these events. So they're spending money on some of that stuff. There's money being spent. I mean, yeah. you, they, they did a good job. I, it, it was really done, well done. They just were some things that were misses. Yeah. I mean, right. I, I, I don't want to bash it, but I, right. I'm, I'm, I'm hopeful for cha the changes. Cool. I'm sure they'll do. Just like we've saw Festival of the Arts start small, have their growing pains, and now it's a it's just an expectation that there's going to be a Festival of the Arts. Yeah. And what five years ago we this was something unheard of, yeah. um, sort of a ragtag thing of booth putting kind of artsy fartsy food out. So th this is cool to see them exploring other parties for different groups of people and specialize that. So. You know, Disney, I hope you do it again. We'd love to come back. Um, right. Ed, you need Ed to say that. 
Yeah. They listen to Ed, they listen to Ed not Ed uh, the rest of us. Yeah. Um, so now something else they did in 2023 was they brought back the Disney After Hours programs where they have the different visits to the parks with a private ticket that aren't a holiday party. So you don't have any pressure to actually celebrate the season. All you have to do is ride the rides. Uh, my family and I were able to take advantage of the Hollywood Studios one this year at the summer. And I think we got pretty much a lot more rides than you guys did. But other than that, um, you guys definitely had the chance to buy more food, which I thought that was really kind of an odd thing. Yeah. But uh, you got free snacks and free got, Coke and free ice free, cream. Free ice cream. We got free uh, popcorn. Yeah. We got free sodas. Um, I think that was really about it. I mean, we really didn't like jump all over the free food because of what it was, uh, and which is fine. But having all the rides open and available all night—that was the major store. Uh, that was the major part of the thing. You really should have challenged yourself on how many like Mickey ice cream sandwiches you could eat. And no, they would have been sick the next um, day from over Mickey ice cream bars. Sure. <laughs> and, and it was a late night anyway. So now, when we did the review of the Jolly Time Party, we kind of saw that there weren't a lot of rides open compared to the other event. So you have to next year, as twenty twenty four comes around, if these different nighttime events come back, you kind of have to take a look and see what you have the options of. And I don't think that's true. I think in the ad in the advertisement for Jollywood Nights, they highlighted some of the attractions that would be open. But I feel like everything was open. Yeah. Well, again, it's going to be more of a kind of a thing where we'll have to review and compare some of the items you're getting and not getting with these after-hour events. It's definitely a show for us to do down the road. So yeah, for look sure. forward to it. I would say, I would say, experiencing Jollywood Nights this year, uh, the Christmas party last year, and the Halloween party many times. I would think that, in my opinion. Uh, I think the Halloween party is still the, the best of the the best of the best, and maybe just for even just the costumes that people wear. Yeah, sure. I was really impressed with how many people dressed up. Oh, we were dressed. Yeah, I Kevin. Mean, like gala gowns. Oh yeah, no, some people went all out. Yeah, and Kim and Kim and Charlotte were dressed, and I had my Christmas shirt on. But I mean, it, but it was another thing we missed too is because it started raining. We missed the the little nighttime. Uh, the little thing at the end yeah because it started raining so we left which was supposed to be jingle bell jingle bam which i'm assuming is the one that Same show. yeah that yeah. we've seen before yeah. um yeah. which is fine but i mean like i feel like also i mean it another party was was needed so i mean i'm, I'm glad that they added another party um besides the parties that like one thing that i'm always happy about every year is um the run disney um events um i always try to do one every year and i did the wine and dine weekend which was the weekend before our meetup um so i mean i'm always happy when i can do a little race at disney i just had a bunch of racing weekends this 2023 uh with the marathon weekend the princess half marathon weekend the, spring, the springtime spring surprise and, and yeah wine and nine which what's so cool is like springtime surprise is, is a fairly new one um this year 2024 is like the third year they're gonna do it and they change the theme of the races every year like 2023 it was a pixar theme and this year um the challenge which if you do all three races is a stitch theme but there is um i have to google it but i want to say like there's a like one of them is peter pan because i think it's like the neverland 5k and i think there is a lion king and one other one there's three races so the springtime surprise is kind of cool because just like the description says it's a surprise. We don't know what the theme is because it's going to change every year. Nice. That's a really good idea to do that. Yeah. Especially if they're going to do it multiple years, you collect different things. Um, do they, don't they change kind of the medals with the other races too? They, or do they, they do change the medals. Like for example, the, the weekend that we're recording, it is um, Walt Disney world marathon weekend, um, which, you know, shout out to all the racers that are doing that yeah, this buddy. weekend. Our buddy John Yaglinski from com is down there. And, and, and he is actually doing Dopey, which if you guys don't know what that is, Marathon Weekend is the big re race weekend. There's four races during Marathon Weekend. 
5K, 10K, a half, and a full marathon. If you do all four of those races, it is called a dopey challenge. Because you got to be dopey to do it. Because you got to be dopey to do it. So he is doing all four of those races. And not only is the dopey challenge, they give you another challenge. I think if you do the five, the 10, and the half, it's a goofy challenge. So John and everybody else that's doing the dopey challenge is going to walk away with six medals this weekend, uh, which is awesome. Um, you know, congrats to anybody that can do that. Uh, my friend Danielle is also doing that this weekend. So shout out to her. Um, but yeah, the basic theme is pretty much all the same for Marathon Weekend, Princess, um, and Wine and Dine. The characters and like the art and things like that for the medals and of course the merchandise um, is going to change every year. So like last year, Marathon Weekend was celebrating 25 years. So of course, everything was like all about being 25 year anniversary. So that stuff is basic themes the same, but things are going to shape up a little different art wise. But yeah, Surprise is the only one that you're not going to be the same race every week. I did the very first springtime surprise three years ago because it was 2022. And they had a 5K in Animal Kingdom at night. They had um, a Ratatouille 10K, which I want to call it Wine and Die, but I know that's not it. And then they did um, a Tower of Terror 10, Tower of Terror 10 Miler were the three races. And those were completely different races last year and different races this year. So, yeah, that's the cool thing about Run Disney. Nice. They keep it keep it fresh. Yeah. Keep it moving. I um I was scrolling through Facebook earlier today and saw John's pictures and I thought to myself, I don't understand what motivates people to do this. They're healthy. I, look, I know lots of healthy people that don't run it, it, four mar- four marathons in four days. Right. Um. Yeah. You know, I'm not knocking it to each their own. I just say I don't get it. You know, I, I'm not. A lot of people do it and they, they enjoy it. I mean, I, I think John goes down to all of them. So, well, if I'm not I, mistaken, John's John did Dopey the first time last year, if I remember correctly. And he said he would never do it again. And of course, now he's doing it this year, which <laughs> so many people like. I remember the my first run Disney race, which I am only on like a 5, 10K level. I am not in a dopey challenge level in any way, shape, or form. Um, but I was like, okay, I'll just do this one 5K. It'll be fun. My friend was coming out to do it. We were going to do a trip together. And I think every year since then, that was like 2015, I have done some kind of run Disney race every single year since then. Um Yesterday morning when I was leaving for work, it was raining, so I had to run to the car, and I thought to myself, okay, that's enough. Yeah, that was probably a matter of feet, not even one mile. (laughs) It was a matter of feet, yards maybe. Yeah. We're going to get Jimmy one of those um, drinking around the world medals instead. No, I need need to rent like a scooter and do the race in a scooter. Yeah, they don't do that. You can walk it. You just got to stay far enough ahead. Well, yeah, I mean... What is a 15 minute mile? No, the 5K. The 5K? No, no, no. But you have to maintain a 15 minute mile, right? Or you get scooped up. If you do the 10K or higher, as far as distance wise, um, that you do have to. Oh, the 5K, there's no, there's no, uh, no. If you break it down, a 5K is 3.1 miles. And it is, you start an Epcot parking lot and you go around Epcot. If, and the race starts at 5 a.m. It takes, if you're in the very last corral, the very last section that goes off, you're probably going through the um, starting line at 6 a.m. If you cannot get through the park walking, which I'm not talking about taking a little stroll. I'm not saying, you know. I'm no, not, a good clip. A good walking, clip. but at a clip, if, yeah. If you can't get through there in like, I don't even know until like the park opens, then yeah, that's going to be a problem, but I can do it. And I'm from the South. I walk slow. Now, granted, I don't walk slow on a 5k. I do, you know, you know, a little mall walker, 
you know, hustle. But yeah, um, whatever it takes. You you can you can walk a five k and you can walk a Disney five k. So anybody out there is listening that's like, I can't do it. I'm not a runner. You can do a five k. Right, and you got to try to run a little bit of it. But yeah. if you have to take a walk, you can walk too. Like I run like the parts that we're not in the park when we go backstage, and I'm just on the road because it's a little boring. But when we get into Epcot, like I am walking because I mean I'm watching the sunrise, you know, in Epcot. I mean it's it's a cool experience and then i go back to my hotel and i go to bed <laughs> there you go because i got up at 2 a.m yeah see that's another part of it i just don't get because you go to bed at I'm, 2 a.m i'm usually going to bed at 2 a.m yeah see a, a run disney trip is a completely different animal than a jimmy trip a normal sure i get it yeah. i mean i don't get it but i i understand yeah. why people Okay, so now as the year went on, the different parks had different things happening. And it's kind of cool watching this go over time because every year it's one park usually predominantly doing things as the other parks are kind of recovering over doing like major things in the past couple of years before that even so. Um, and it's kind of interesting to see what has the least amount of, say, change in a year because you got to expect next year or the year after they're going to be next. Yeah. Well, and you got to think that you know because of you know being partially shut down and going through a year and a half of covid a lot of these projects get put on hold so that's why so many things happen in so many parks now because they're catching up on so many things would you say yeah but also like if you think about it the d23 expo before covid hit so that was the 2019 d23 expo so many things got announced that are either not going to get done or we're going to see in the future get done. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, and I think as we go through this list, you're going to notice where the resources are. And, and that makes sense from a business perspective. So we had Magic Kingdom and Magic Kingdom wrapped up with the um, Fantasyland expansion. I think now this year you see those COVID um, projects like um, the, the 50th anniversary, the Tron light cycle, those wrapping up and be finished you saw you'll see a lot of things in the epcot list and then going into next year and the years after it's going to be heavy animal kingdom everything seems to be shifting that direction as they're wrapping up these projects right Right. totally agree and actually if you paid attention to the recent announcements animal kingdom does have some things happening in the dinosaur ride in um, perhaps an Encanto type part of the park. So there are a bunch of things that could be happening. So that does kind of make sense. Um, As the year went on in the Magic Kingdom, though, we did get Happily Ever After back, the uh, fireworks show and the projection show in the Magic Kingdom, which was pretty cool. Um, I I haven't seen it since it's been back. There were so many people worried when they made that announcement during the 50th anniversary that Happily Ever After was never going to come back. And anyone here thought that? I didn't. I, I felt confident Happily Ever After would return after. I did, too. I, yeah, it was I, a big enough show that I thought, yeah, definitely agree. I mean, we can go back to the other show. The What was the what was the one in the interim for the 50th? I, I th- always thought that was just a show for the 50th and then that they would return to Happily Ever After. And I think, like, I... I know I've said it many times during the 50th is like there was a problem with that show because it bottlenecked down Main Street. It was so hard to see and so packed. Like I actually never saw the full show for the 50th at Magic Kingdom because I couldn't I couldn't be in that crowd. I I just I couldn't do it. So um, I, I did get to see um, the cast preview of Happily Ever After um when it came back in april because um luckily enough disney did invite us for the tron media event and that was one of the things that we got to see was the cast preview of happily ever after um and all the feels came back like the emotion like i'm like sing i mean it was yay oh yeah and the very yeah say that again melissa it's such a good show happily ever after is my favorite yeah, very much. So that. far, so far, yeah, that's so what's far. so great. Yeah, you, you yeah. haven't seen you haven't seen Luminous yet. Yeah, whatever. 
Okay. So as Morgan mentioned, we were down there for the Tron opening and the Happily Ever After event because Tron opened that same weekend. And uh, Morgan was lucky enough to be there for that inaugural opening. What'd you think? Um, well, first of all, I do want to say thank you to Disney for inviting us. Um, Definitely. We, we greatly, greatly appreciate it. Um, Tron is awesome. Mic drop. Um, Tron, Tron is like a real, I mean, it's the fastest ride. Um, it's the fastest ride on property. And one thing that I do really like about it, um, I've said it before, I'm not a, um, a, a skinny mini. I am a poo size person. I'm stealing Lisa's, uh, term. One thing they did really well with Tron is if you couldn't fit on the light cycle, they had an alternate seating. Mm -hmm. So more right. people can experience this. And I did see, sit in that type of seating. I feel like I had a better ride. I feel like I got more wind. I got, you know, a little bit more jump up and it's an amazing ride. And even if you don't like roller coasters, you got to go see it at night outside with the lights. It's yeah, phenomenal. I definitely, that's what so, I'm going to do is at nighttime. I haven't had a chance at night yet. Yeah. I, I agree. I think it's amazing that they uh, they added that as an option for people that didn't couldn't ride the conventional bike uh, because there's another theme park that in Orlando area that doesn't do that. Like there's a lot of attractions that a lot of people can't ride, just can't ride. Well, uh, so it, the foresight to put that in there was it was very smart by Disney, right? And that's um, something hopefully they'll keep on going forward with because Disney has a ten tend to do that where they come up with a new revelation and then they move that on and use that in the next couple of rides because there's still a bunch of rides at Disney. You, some people cannot ride. So I think sure. a message from that and immediately started thinking this one through a little bit better, even to the point where I wouldn't be surprised to see perhaps they can maybe make some changes to some of the, and I'm thinking over at Pandora uh, fight of passage specifically where they probably could put some other type of vehicle in there um yeah you'll never know but i guarantee moving forward they'll have this option going for the next ride they'll need it and flight of passage think, is a ride that i've never been able to go on so far so i do hope that this is a trend that disney continues with i'd love a flight of passage theater where everybody could just sit in a theater and experience the 3d what's going on in front of them yeah i i, I know you're going to miss the flight but if you're not going to get on the if you have like motion sickness or something and you still get to experience flight of oh, passage okay. why not Right. Good point. Good point. Hey, can we, flip, can we flip that out at Soren. Like play the Pandora film in the Soren on the Soren ride. Yeah, that's something go. similar. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Very similar. Uh, I love Tron. I, I, you know, I, I've ridden it. I think three or four times now uh, on two separate trips. One, the first time I rode it was with Ed uh, and my daughter over the summer. And I will say, the more I rode it, the more I liked it. Uh, because I found ways to get more comfortable in the seats. Like the first time I was kind of laid down more, you know, the second time halfway through the first ride, I was, I found myself a little more comfortable. I sat up a little more. Uh, so the second time I rode it, I, I, I was able to get a little more comfortable. I think some of the biggest complaints coming off of it, that was too short, yeah. uh, which we we've examined and we know that it's not as short as people think it is, that it's actually longer than rock and roller coaster. Um, but I wrote it the second time I wrote it with Caitlin. Uh, at the end of it, I'm like, I don't think I'd want it to be any longer. Yeah, I like I, perfect I, I'm done. I, yeah, I, I'm done. I don't. Run, I, I'm. I'm ready to get off at this point. I mean, I it's disagree. Disagree totally. I, I, I'm ready for more, and I'm expecting more. Even from the first time, it was a big shock, and even after that, knowing it, it still was kind of a shock coming out of the next room and being the last room. Um, it did make me kind of pay attention to the ride itself, the next couple of rides, because I knew it wasn't going to be as long as I thought to enjoy. So checking out everything to the left of me and to the right of me and stuff like that, the animations, the, um, uh, all the different things they do in there to make it seem like such a bigger grid area. Uh, it was, I, it was pretty cool. I will say I'd still like guardians more. Uh, but it's still it's still a very very good attraction. Yeah. I mean, it's 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 really well done, yeah. and it's a lot of fun. And they also and did really good, they also really did good with the photo pass. It doesn't matter what side you were on in the car, yeah. you're gonna get yeah. an awesome photo pass picture, which which was really smart on Disney's part. Um, and, and also the, the lockers. 
and the video. The locker system is amazing. Yeah. Totally stolen from Universal Studios, which is totally I'm, I'm stolen. Okay they, they need yeah. it. Yeah. They needed it. And that, that's another thing hopefully they'll keep incorporating as they bring new rides on property. But so also, they bettered the locker system because if you yeah, think about it, at Universal, you the entrance and the exit, you have to go in the same way into lockers. Whereas what they did with Tron, you put the your stuff into the locker on one side. When you come out, you're on the other side. So people sure. coming and people going are not in the same place. So they nobody built gives, the locker system. Nobody gives that technology enough credit, I think, for no. what they've done in that situation because everything is driven by your magic band too. Yeah. Because if you forgot where you put your car, your your item, I think you can scan your magic band and it will remind you. Or there's something that it does that it can figure out where you put your stuff. Yeah. If you forget. Or there's a lock. cast member, I think, that will scan it and they'll be like, "Oh yeah, you're in a locker." Blah blah blah. So, yeah, I mean, they definitely. Well, listen, did you get on that when you were down in November? No, no, we have not written that. Oh, so sorry about that one. Hopefully next time then. Yep. Um, it's on the list. Yeah. Oh, no doubt. And the no list doubt. always grows. Yeah. <laughs> Which is good. That's the whole point. That's the retro, uh, That's the answer always to why you go back. Yeah. Uh, another thing that happened, which is kind of a small thing, but uh, Maribel is a meet and greet at the magic kingdom. She came into there this year. So that was kind of good. And, um, the hat box ghost has now become a member of the, um, I guess it's the thousandth haunt, isn't it? Because we're looking for the, they had 999. Did they still get to use that rhyme anymore since they added the ghost? Well, maybe there, it there is, they did address that and I, can't oh, did they? oh, so cool. Okay. Yeah. Remember, no problem. I'll cut this little bit, bit out and then we'll figure it out for the next show and come back and report it. That's not a fan. I haven't seen it yet, but I'm not a fan. Uh, I, okay. So the, I don't know why it couldn't have just been a California thing. I, I kind of agree with that. I, I'm now they put it there. I'm not going to diss it, but yeah. it'll be something new to see. Well, now that How I know they explained it, I want to hear the explanation and then it's gotta be the movie. It's gotta be something with the movie. I hope. Yeah. Well, and I've also, and I haven't seen it. So, but just, I've heard, I've read, uh, that it, it, the figure looks kind of cartoonish almost. Okay. Interesting. Interesting. Cause all the, so, all the haunts look real. Don't look realist. Did well, you? but it's it's like in the it's like in the stairway. It's in yeah, it's in the hallway. The, right, yeah, I mean, that's what I meant in the hallway. So it's like it's in an area where there isn't much stuff that looks cartoonish. It's in the more serious part of yeah. the mansion. Well, okay. so as you're coming this out of the, the attic. explanation, though. So when previously discussing the addition, Imagineer Daniel Joseph indicated that the Hatbox boat ghost is materializing wherever and whenever he wants in the Haunted Mansion because he is not actually a happy haunt. Joseph also stated that since the Hatbox ghost was always intended to appear in the Haunted Mansion, he was counted in the original 999 ghosts and is not number 1,000. Good answer. Okay. So now... It would be even better based on that explanation if the Hatbox Ghost would appear at different parts of the ride randomly throughout the course of the day. See, that would make me right. happy. That would be, and it would be different. That would be, an, that would be an interesting twist on the whole thing. That would be cool. Or even if it's right. not even at, during the day, but like either every day or every other week or, or something. Or, or yeah, sometimes he's there, sometimes he's not. You may see him, you may not see him. Yeah. Um, ooh, that'd be a tough one. Not seeing them, people would be so PO'd. But I get it. <laughs> I get it. If you can get back there enough, then that's a yeah. fun thing. Um. So okay. So that was cool. So that was an addition to Magic Kingdom. So again, kind of other than Tron being a great ride, everything else was kind of light around it, which was fine. But a, a good year. Um, going over to the Animal Kingdom, and Melissa mentioned this earlier about how Animal Kingdom didn't really have a lot going on as far as rides, attractions, and food places went. However, they had over 300 baby animals born in the Animal Kingdom this year, which I think is a phenomenal thing considering how um, they're never really given the credit of being the zoo that they really are mm -hmm. and have so many different animals born. I think they're even going beyond the zoo. Monica. I 
I think let, let me take a quick step back because I, I forgot to tell you some you guys about something at, about Mirabelle because uh, now this was before the meet and greet, but when me and Wyatt went for our golf trip over Memorial Day weekend, we had a bartender at Splitsville that was uh, friends with Mirabelle, that the one that rides in the parade. Uh, so that was about? interesting. There's only one Mirabelle. I said she was friends with Mary. I know, but you said the one that rides in the parade. There's only well, when she was in the parade, not in the when she was in the parade before the meet and greet. Cool. Um, I think Disney Animal Kingdom talking about the the, the animals being born there. I, I agree 100 percent, Ed. I think if you watch the series on Disney Plus, it really gives you an appreciation for the for the work they do there. Uh, and Kim and I will be in Disney in about three weeks, and the new thing we're doing this time is we're going to go do uh, the caring for giants tour, which they just announced a couple of weeks ago. They had a baby elephant born. So maybe yeah. you'll get a shot. Maybe I'll get to see a baby elephant, which would make my day. That would be very you cool. You cannot take it home. I can. I can. I don't. We could go back. I don't. We can go back. To the, consider that a carry on. We can go back to the poacher story on Kilimanjaro safaris and it could just be in the back of my truck when you drive by. Ouch. So now there are a lot of good stories this year also of people that were on the safari seeing animals born. I remember seeing at least three or four different stories of either ostriches being born or gazelles, things like that just happen all the time. And uh, that would be just so cool to see. And that I, is different. And I think, Jimmy, bringing up the Disney Plus series, I feel like more guests are excited to see the animals because they saw them on TV, especially kids. You think about like the parents oh. can play the show before you go to Disney, so they're like you get to know, them. yeah, you get to you get to know their names, you get to know you know yeah. that's it's you really there's a really good tie in there. So that was really smart on Disney to help people I think get even more excited for all these animals. Oh, 100%. sure. Even over at Fort Wilderness at the uh, the horse barn they have over there, the horse uh, stables, they had a new Shetland pony born. Uh, that is on my bucket list to go visit the. Well, and all those ponies are who help with the the weddings when you're pulled in the Cinderella carriage. So you're, sure. yeah. you're going to have to do and a bow renewal there, Jimmy. I mean, and they do have a lot of uh, rides at the bigger hotels during the season. So I got to think this is where they keep all their horses. So that's kind of cool. Um, so over at Epcot, we had a lot. So I got to think Epcot was the year hands down of uh, the parks because it had so much happen in it. Um, th along with just some smaller things like a new Japanese restaurant, we had the entire center part of the park basically gutted out over the last three years, and we got to see the openings of it in a couple different parts. I have a quick question about the new restaurant. Which Melissa sure. got to eat at, if I'm not mistaken. Nope, you didn't? No, and it's not this one. It was the other one that, like equitable to monsieur paul and that so okay. we didn't go because they were still holding the pre uh fixed meal for like 275 dollars a person shiki sai shiki sai was yes the brand, the no. brand that's the name of the new one shiki sai sushi is no Kaki. not that one that's the new one that's the all you care to eat okay the, so you're talking about it's like techie tie or something like that it's it's on the ground floor tie. by the store it's on the ground floor by the store I, that's what I guess that was my question about the whole thing because they had that that other place Techie Tai has not been open that long so it was already a new restaurant in Japan and now there's another new restaurant in Japan that's true yeah that it true. opened pre-COVID and then like right before COVID and then it had to shut down and then it didn't open for quite a while okay. um, yeah. because they couldn't get the J1 visas here so so it, that has been reopened but we were supposed to do it and then they reinstated the prefix menu i was not about to be that much money on a prefixed that i couldn't pick stuff from right um and so we just opted to try some other restaurants instead because you said it was gotcha. like 200 and something dollars per person so mm -hmm. yeah no i could yeah, I I buy so much sure. more merchandise I'm sure I would have a deal. problem paying it if I could pick from True. like lists of stuff. True. But when you don't even know what it's going to be and it's it's very authentic Japanese, I'm just like that, that's that's a little bit too much of a risk. Especially especially do you know if you really like really authentic Japanese? Right. Like you're going to drop that money and you're going to pick something and like 
oh, I don't yeah. like this at all. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I'm like, I'm just going to go back upstairs to like what I know. I, you know, I love the bento boxes that they serve upstairs yeah, and, right. and I can, and have that. So, yep. Very cool. So many different choices. It's great. Yeah. Um, Epcot had figment introduced as a meet and greet. That was an interesting thing. Everybody was surprised at the way Figment looked in that he's more of a cartoony, futuristic, now-looking Figment as opposed to the one we remember from the past. And he's seven foot tall. Comments? I'm not a fan. He had big eyes. I think the eyes were too big for the head was my my. Thought. Well, he's giant, too. Like I think they should have brought him back as a puppet. The Figment we know on the ride is about, you know... I don't think they're ready to put um, a lot of... Credence in the Dreamfinder at all, and that's why they didn't. It doesn't have to be Dreamfinder. It could be any cast sure. member walking out with a puppet Good of point. Figment. I mean, they did that. They just did this with Mandalorian and yeah, Grogu. Well, it, could be, it could be like BB-8, where he's just like on a pedestal by himself. Yeah, yeah. they did that like with uh, Baby Groot. Yeah, they did that with Baby Groot. I mean, yeah. So they definitely could have done something different, other than an eight foot tall Figment, which is creepy a little bit. Uh, but also just looks okay. a little weird in my opinion. And you know, yeah. you know, what's funny is like, you know, Ed, you said that they don't want to put too much into Dreamfinder. I just yesterday got, um, Disney's been doing like the golden books, like that we remember from childhood. They what? just did a figment one. It is 100% an homage to the original ride. Dreamfinder is there. You know, nice. the ship is, the, it, it is the ride in a little golden book, which just made my little heart like jump for joy. I yeah, so I it's kind of funny that they did that little book. Kind of makes me wonder, like, do they want they to bring go, Dreamfinder back? Yeah, they should go all in on Dreamfinder. Yes. I showed that to my librarian at school. She's ordering four books. I told her order five, one for me. So yeah. we'll see. <laughs> there you go. I mean, I have I have like a nice stack of golden books. Like I have Haunted Mansion and Pirates of the Caribbean. If they, like put it this way, my my comic book. I have a comic book guy because of my boyfriend. Whenever those golden books come into the store, if it's a Disney one, he automatically holds it for me. So I've got me a nice little stack. Nice. Very, very cool. They should do the little gold. They should do the Disney little golden books like on a subscription subscription based service. Like they, you know, mail you one a month or whatever. I mean, I'm sure like I'm sure they're all on Amazon. Like I even got one that's uh, it's like nine stories of Mickey Mouse. So it's like a little thicker golden book. But yeah. If you want some nostalgia, go on Amazon or go somewhere and look for these little golden books because you'll be. I'll, I'll be doing that when we get off of here. Yeah. Nice. Um, so Epcot, um, like we mentioned earlier, Epcot had a big transformation in that we now have Journey of Water inspired by Moana. Along next to that, we have the Dreamers Point area where we have the new Dreamers Point statue of Walt. Um, did you guys have a chance to see the Moana I did. I went through it when we were there in November and I loved it. Like for me, that's what Epcot has been. These places to connect with nature, connect with learning, just be out about walking and and not restricted to like this fast past at this time and, you know, waiting in this line. It, it just really embodied everything that I've always loved about Epcot in this new IP. And it felt natural. Like it didn't feel forced that Moana was there and it's here's this, you know, Pixar princess for you. So I, you, well done. I love it. You should, I really enjoyed it. And you should see the pictures I got from my Insta. You should like, it's actually kind of funny. I walked through it with Jimmy and Kim and our friend Liz and it was already raining. So we didn't care about getting wet. But I think you hit the nail on the head when, Melissa, when you said connect, because like it was, it was interactive. And, Little water features are great. And I 100% agree with you. Like it is what Epcot always has been. It was interactive. It was, yeah, I mean, I thought it was so beautiful too, because also, and I've got pictures, like there was a rainbow. So I have a picture of like, Tafiti and a rainbow and their spaceship Earth, like it was, it was awesome. I've got, I've got videos of Jimmy doing like the interactive stuff, which I think I put on one of our IG stories. So, you know, I remember seeing pictures, and we have it as our background when we do our live show of the goddess and the big mountain and the island. Um, is Moana actually in the exhibit anywhere? Yes. No, but there's yeah, so, yes. Oh, it, 
Yeah, is she, she is. there or is just like is she on the rock? It's like a car- she's like a carving in the it's rock. It's a carving. Yeah, yeah. There's, but she she does. She's not physically there. But her meet and greet is right next door. Yeah, there there's a meet and greet right beside okay. the attraction. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's yeah, hidden characters. In there. All the characters from the movie are like hidden in rock carvings um, yeah. throughout the attraction. And if her meet and greet is next door, based on what you said earlier, there couldn't be Moana in the exhibit if she's right next door right. meeting people. That makes a lot of sense. That's good. It's um, very well done. It's very beautiful. Very aesthetic. Mm-hmm. Uh, I really liked it. I mean, when we were, went in there, when me, when Morgan and I and uh, Kim and Liz went in there, I mean, it was fairly busy. Uh, so you feel like a little pressure to kind of move on because the people are waiting behind you for the, like the feed, the water features and stuff. So I would like to explore a little more when it's not quite so busy in there. Yeah, I'm thinking the more and more I hear about people, it's the afternoonish, early evening type of visit place to go to because it's more so in the mornings where it kind of gets a little crowded. Yeah, I bet. Um, okay, and then Dreamers Point. Uh, nobody had a chance to get into it. Uh, before the trip, because it was all it was opened after November, it was opened in the early December days, and uh, that sounds like so. I know that's perfect, but it sounds like that whole area just fits perfectly into this whole area about Moana, where it's just basically walking around, experiencing things, and uh, being able to just basically, I guess, take what the Imagineers have to offer and relax. It reminds me when before all the the food kiosks used to take over that section where the um, uh, journey of water is now. Then they would start adding the food kiosks for the land, water, earth, fire, those ones. And then they put the butterflies there in the spring. But people used to just kind of lounge on those grassy knolls. You'd see Winnie the Pooh, you know, pretending to catch butterflies in the flowered area. Um, And so now that area is gone. Um, so having Dreamers Point with the benches and the phone chargers and the tree canopy, it really feels like that replacement, just this place you can go and like sit and like connect with your group, relax. Um, you know, now it, it a little modern, charge your phone. Um, so I, I, I do it based on the pictures I saw from Sam's um, Disney Diaries that I, I think it's a really great addition. I've been trying to avoid most of the, I mean, I've, been, I've seen some of it, but I'm, I'm really excited to go visit there on our next trip and see the, the new light up sidewalks and all that stuff, stuff that we missed from the, from classic Epcot when they closed all that stuff down. So. Right. Definitely. Um, it's more, it's the type of place you can really enjoy if you have a chance to get to the parks. I mean, if I have one day at Epcot, unfortunately I'm breezing pie this place um, as a normal fan, just to kind of get to the rides. But if I had that extra half a day, yeah, this is a place I want to hang a little bit. Yeah, for sure. So. I think before we move to Hollywood Studios, we just need to like uh, give a eulogy to all the different firework shows that have been at Epcot in the past <laughs> two years. <laughs> because those poor Imagineers, and they just cannot get it like we're just being really hard on them that yeah you know you had this great show then we changed it we hated it then we changed it again that we hated that one because there's stuff in the middle so then we went back and now as of december 5th we have luminous the symphony of us so i haven't seen it i i'm like you jimmy i've refused to like watch anything about it because i just want to be able to experience in person but i'm a little nervous that i won't even be able to because we keep retiring these shows (laughs) i i think this one will be with us for a while um i've been trying to avoid the spoilers but i will tell you melissa go on youtube and watch the special disney did for the little preview and it's just a, it gives you a couple little snapshots and kind of what the story is but nothing that's going to ruin it for you because it's just little clips right. uh, but you get a little clip of the singing and where they recorded some of this stuff and uh it it, it made me more excited so i mean sam did do did go live on our live show the on the day of the premiere so i mean i did get to see like that side of it which i mean granted yes it was live streamed the audio wasn't the greatest better in person um but it definitely made me hopeful like it the music sounded good from you know what we could see it 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 looked good it looked like they took the best of illuminations and i know everybody will disagree with me but the best of harmonious and like mm, they made they made a beautiful baby like well and i think i think the i think the 
the hate from Harmonious, which I kind of enjoyed. It was a you know some of the crap in the middle that kind of ruined the view across the across the World Showcase Lagoon, but also just everybody feels like everybody just doesn't like when Disney grabs a bunch of IP and just jams it into something. Uh, so when you went from unless it's Magic Kingdom, yeah. and let, well, and and maybe <laughs> maybe it kind of belongs there, but in Epcot maybe it doesn't. And that you know remember when Epcot opened, you, there weren't even characters at all there. Um, Oh, but, the argument about Harmonious, I think you mentioned, was the, the steel in the center. I thought the way they did the song with all the different like languages was incredibly Epcot. Yeah. I thought the music very much spoke to me about the way the park should be in that they took a lot of quote-unquote IPs, but they took them in their natural languages yes. from those movies. So that, to me, was incredible. I, I agree with you, Ed. I liked Harmonious. I, Stargate needed to do something but sit, besides sit there during the day. Well, it was supposed right. to. That was the and freaking was. thing. That, it was supposed to be big fountains during the day, and it never was just the fountains were just never on. So I don't know. That just never really I worked. The fountains with on them. the one time way back before it even opened up. They had fountains on during the daytime at Epcot. I thought it looked pretty cool. It definitely wouldn't have been covering up what it was. They couldn't have run the fountains that heavy or that long enough all day to cover up what was there. Um, but if, okay, here's my kind of thing about luminous the symphony of us the name luminous sounds so much like harmonious couldn't they at least have gone off of that page and come up with something really brand new i thought they well, were- but, yeah. but to to melissa's point it also sounds like illuminations yeah. but so if, it's, it's like, if it was so- luminous the symphony of us i would have i would have just freaked out right now when you put those two words together oh, good point. and i would have been great I would have been. Well, but, how about this? Luminous. You can call it illuminous, and we'll know what you mean. The Disney Nerd Podcast. <laughs> it shall be known as illuminous from here this forth. day forth. From this day forth, forever. Symphony of us. By the Disney Nerds Podcast, it will be called yeah. illuminous. The Symphony of Us. Very good. So, no. Um, did you see it, Morgan? Um, like I said, I saw. Um, Stan was kind enough to uh, go live during our live show the day of the premiere. So right. I saw it that way, and like I said, it, it looked great from oh, and because it was December fifth, right? It was after our meetup. Yeah, yeah I mean, okay. I wish I was there in person. I wish I was going I in be, three weeks, like some other people. What, but you know, yeah, yeah. George yeah. definitely said he he definitely had a good time with yeah. that. So yeah, I wish I, I wish I was on George's level that I could just hop on a plane, you know. But hey, I'll be cool. I'll be with George on. Um, January 27th, me, George, and I think his wife and Kim and Charlotte, and we'll be watching it together I'll be, on I'll January be, 27th. I'll be sitting Good job, guys. If there's anybody out there listening to the show who wants to meet up with those guys, definitely send us an email at questions, and we'll definitely hook up. And I think- yeah, I got a little meetup set up for that day. I mean, it's not really a Disney Nerds podcast meetup. It's more just a Jimmy meetup because <laughs> it, it was originally intended just to be like friends. Right. Uh, but then I made it public. I'm like, who cares? If any, you know, it's a Jimmy, it's a Jimmy meetup. Are you going to be doing autographs? You know, what kind of swag is the Jimmy meetup giveaway? None. <laughs> you you show up to the Jimmy meetup and you buy Jimmy a drink. You bring swag. <laughs> yeah, you're right. <laughs> okay, so Very that's good. how people are not going to show up. I got to pay. I got to buy a beer. The originally th- the original thought was I was created at this event. And I was going to just make it private and just kind of you know, invite the Frank and Heidi and, you know, Chris and Stephanie. And then I'm like, ah, forget it. I'll just make it public. Anybody yeah. wants to come can come. Right. Um, okay. So we're going to hit Hollywood studios and that's going to be our update for this week. We're going to get back together again next week and talk about the upcoming for 2024 and to discuss anything we did miss for 2023. So to finish up Hollywood studios, now, I kind of looked up a lot of different things, and I really swore some other stuff happened to Hollywood Studios this year. However, the only thing I found was the opening of the Roundup Rodeo Barbecue. Yep. Do you guys remember anything else happening at the park before we get into this place? Grogu coming uh, with Mandalorian. That's a big yep. update, sure. But I have has it continued? That's the thing. I haven't heard any recent updates. No, I think it's still there. I think, no. I think, I think he's still been doing I visits. Think, I think Grogu gets swarmed so much with the Mandalorian. Oh yeah, he probably comes out for a limited periods of time. Yeah. And he should. He so should. like when um Roundup Rodeo was actually part of the media preview that we did with Tron, 
Um, so I was actually in Hollywood studios right around the time that, you know, Grogu came out and I don't know, it's gotta be some like website where people like post like the dates and times and everything that the character is supposed to come out that like in galaxy's edge are not supposed to have a schedule, but they do. We just don't know about it. Um, there is a, there's, I know two different websites. Uh, Kenny, the pirate has a lot of good stuff on information, but he has a pay site. Now there's also a second site. It's, I think it's something entertainment. I'll find a link and put it in the show notes, but that site is super specific on when characters are where they're supposed to be in all the different acts of the parks. So I, even at the point so where guess, it updates weekly, I guess Sorry. people come like find these sites because I, I was with Sam, um, and he had already fi- he he figured out where Mando and Grogu came out. We literally like sat and waited for like 15 20 minutes and the crowd just kept getting bigger. And after a while it was like, you know what? Like he's going to be swarmed, let's go, let's move on with our day. We're not going to sit here all day. But yeah, like what I what I saw like there's no way that the characters can move freely at Walt Disney World. There's just no well, way. Well, they have handlers. But yeah, you're right. They do get mobbed every so yeah. often. Like, no, they just need to put them out behind those little gates where they put Chewie and... Yeah. Sure. You know, There's plenty of places in Galaxy's Edge for that. And, and, unfor- yeah. and that's an unfortunate thing with Walt Disney World. I think Disneyland, like the etiquette or whatever, is a little bit better. Like they can move around a little freer. And they're not swarmed, right. but for some reason, Walt Disney World, these characters get swarmed in Galaxy's Edge. So, different I think, it's, yeah. I think it's a difference between a locals park and a and a tourist park. Yeah. The the sure. people in Walt Disney World go once a year, and they gonna they want to see them at all costs. The people in Disneyland are are usually there all the time, and they see it all the time, so it's not a big deal. Yeah, right. Um, so the roundup round uh, the Roundup Rodeo Barbecue was a really good restaurant. Jimmy and I ate there this summer. And I was very impressed. I think it's a must-do for families. Uh, the price tag, I think, was in the 50s. You pay the one price for the whole meal. Yeah, it's family style. And I did hear some bad news. Style. I'm sorry? I did hear some bad news. Seems like they're getting rid of some of the... The, uh, the choices? The, well, some of the, uh, the sides. I was thinking there was so much to begin with, but you know what? I guarantee. I feel like for the best part. (laughs) But besides, there's probably about six. You could choose four, and I guarantee people are choosing the same four, and that might be. Yeah, so maybe they just eliminated the two that really aren't being selected. Well, we'll see. Another another thing I heard. um, So I mean, you got to understand that Woody's Roundup Rodeo is in Toy Story Land, so you're you're still a toy, Um, and they would bring out the big pencil to sign the check. They're getting no. Yeah, the big yeah. pencil's gone. As odd as that is, the well, people were taking the pencil. Yes, people were taking the wow. pencil. Yeah. Um, so uh, things like that happen, but that's all right. Uh, the, the experience we had there had nothing to do with the food, however. The food was good, and they kept it coming, and it was hot. It was awesome choices. The experience of being a toy in the backyard of Andy's house was great. They do yeah. it incredibly with the different stops and the different announcements. Um it's the ham is like kind of the MC and it does a lot of the announcements and then a bunch of characters are coming on the uh, speakers and stuff like that. The hands down best, best part is when Andy shows up. Yes. Yeah. That video is making its rounds again. It seems like, uh, you know, someone no, like had the whole restaurant waitresses, waiters, everyone just it's stopping. It's incredible. And they don't tell you this, just everybody knows exactly yeah. what to do. So it's just like this yeah. crazy thing because everybody's aware of what's going on and what to do. Well, it's funny. Yeah, we have, um, I was going to say, we did a show, a sound show, probably like right after the summer or around that time where we had the audio of that entire thing happening and some of the other announcements they did. And just you don't have silence usually at a Disney restaurant uh, or any restaurants for that matter. But everybody played the game. It was great. Well, even when um, I did the media preview and the restaurant wasn't officially open, they had all the food out for us to take videos and photos, but they had the audio playing. And Andy was coming. So even like the chefs that were behind the table explaining the food, they stopped, which I thought was awesome. I'm like, you're not officially open and you're stopping. This is cool. This is awesome. Mm -hmm. Nope. It was perfect. Uh, Very well done. And the restaurant itself, 
with the type of reservations, you're not really waiting a long, long time because you're showing up for those resis. Um, and yeah, like I said, the food was really good. Before you uh, wrap the show up, I want to just say a, a sad farewell and rest in peace to Glennis Johns, who died today yes. at 100. And most people would know her as Mrs. Banks from Mary Poppins. Right, right. Wow. God, I hope I make well, it to 100. Maybe I don't. Yeah. I, I purposely actually watched Mary Poppins today because that, that movie has a special place in my heart because of my grandmother. So She I, was the mom. Right. She was missing. Yeah. Tank. yeah. So yeah. I, yeah. once I heard about it, I immediately put Mary Poppins on and watched it. And she does, she did an incredible job, yes. just an incredible acting job in that movie. It's, it's done so well. Very cool. Um, well, very sad news, but very cool career. Definitely. Yeah, for sure. Um, okay guys. So that's it for show number 511 of the Disney nerds podcast talking about 2023, the year in review. Next week, tune in because we're going to do a little bit more of this review because we definitely did talk about some of the movies that came out this year, some of the Disney Plus shows that came out, and some other things. And we're also going to talk about what we're going to look forward to in 2024. Okay, so what did we miss? Now here's the time to tell us. Jimmy, tell everybody how to get in touch with the show. You can email us at questions at the Disney nerds podcast.com and email us individually at ed at the Disney nerds podcast.com. Jimmy at the Disney nerds podcast.com, et cetera. You can send us a message on Facebook to the page, the Disney nerds podcast, join our group, Disney nerds, Instagram at the Disney nerds podcast and Twitter at the Disney nerds. Make sure to check out the website, www.thedisneynerdspodcast.com. And watch the live stream every Tuesday night at 9 o'clock, Walt Disney World time. Okay, guys. So that's it for show 511. Get in touch with us. Send us an email. Let us know what we missed. For Melissa, for Morgan, for Jimmy, this is Ed. And we're the Disney nerds. And we'll talk to you next week. Happy New Year and bye-bye. TTFM. Ta-ta for now. Have a magical night. Akuna Matata. Quaharini. See you soon. Mortals pay a token fee. Rest in peace, the